Welcome to the Bible Truth Podcast with Ron and Tim Reynolds, pastors and Bible teachers. Pastor Ron and Pastor Tim combined for more than 70 years of teaching and preaching God's Word. Listen now as they share the eternal truths of the Bible. Hey everyone, this is Pastor Tim. I wanted to give a prophecy update on a couple of headlines that caught my interest today. Both of these come out of the Jerusalem Post from Israel. The first headline says, Putin demands Russia gain control of Jerusalem church as promised. And the story goes on, I'll not read all of it, but part of it says transferring the ownership of the land could cause diplomatic trouble for Israel at a time when its Western allies have been sanctioning Russia over its invasion of Ukraine. Russian President Vladimir Putin demanded that Israel grant his country control of the Alexander Courtyard in Jerusalem, as the previous Israeli government had promised in a letter delivered to Prime Minister Naftali Bennett on Sunday. Transferring the ownership of the church land could cause diplomatic trouble for Israel at a time when its Western allies have been sanctioning Russia over its invasion of Ukraine. The Alexander Courtyard, also known as the Alexander Nevsky Church and the Cathedral of the Holy Trinity, is in the Christian quarter of Jerusalem's Old City. Former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu promised Putin that Russia could take over the landmark in 2020 as one of the series of gestures meant to help free Nama Issachar, an Israeli woman held in a Russian jail on drug charges. Soon after, Israel's land registry commissioner listed the Russian government as the owner of the church. Now, the story goes on, the the article goes on to talk about how this has not taken place yet. And uh, uh, Vladimir Putin apparently is wanting to push the issue. And the problem is, is that Israel is trying to stay neutral in this situation. And uh, in fact, they've been accused of uh, playing both sides um, in fact, Prime Minister Bennett has also uh, spoken personally with Vladimir Putin, trying to be sort of a oh, liaison or go-between to bring peace uh, between Russia and Ukraine. Now, you say, why is, why is that even interesting? Well, why it's interesting is because we know that end-time Bible prophecy mentions a time when Russia will lead a group of Muslim nations to attack the land of Israel. And the question is, is what is it that initiates that? Now, we don't know what it is. There's been a lot of speculation over the years. Could it be oil? Could it be food? Could it be a combination of things? But I'm going to read the scripture to you. It's from Ezekiel chapter 38, beginning in verse 1. The Bible says, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and prophesy against him. Now, that is referring to a leader in Russia in the end days. Whether that is Vladimir Putin or not, we we don't know. But this is the prophecy. And say, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. And I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth and all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords." And I'm going to skip down to verse 8. After many days thou shalt be visited. In the latter years thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword and is gathered out of many people against the mountains of Israel, which have been always waste. But it is brought forth out of the nations, and they shall dwell safely, all of them. Thou shalt ascend and come like a storm. Thou shalt be like a cloud to cover the land, thou and all thy bands and many people with thee. 
Thus saith the Lord God, it also shall come to pass that at the same time shall things come into thy mind and thou shalt think an evil thought. And so the rest of chapter 38 talks about this leader that is referred to as Gog, G-O-G, the leader of Magog and Meshach and Tubal, which happened to be the area there that modern day Russia is in, is going to come down and something's going to draw them into Israel. Now, could it be that it has something to do with this article that I just shared with you? We don't know, but it's just interesting that Israel seems to be a part, a player in what is going on there between Russia and Ukraine. How all of it pans out, we don't know, but we could definitely be seen in time Bible prophecy being fulfilled, at least a prelude to that, uh, in our time. And so I thought that uh, article was very interesting and wanted to share that with you. And then another one that I want to share with you, and give me just a moment to get to it, it is an article uh, regarding the uh, temple being rebuilt in Jerusalem. And uh, it's also in the Jerusalem Post today, and uh, it talks about what has been going on this weekend in Jerusalem. Now, uh, what has happened is that it just so it just kind of timed out right this way that this past weekend you had uh, Jewish Passover and of course Christians celebrating Easter, the resurrection of Christ, and uh, Ramadan uh, that the Muslims uh, recognize, and, and all at the same time, and so it created a lot of skirmishes there on what is called the Temple Mount, where the um, Alaska Mosque is and, and the Golden Dome. And I just want to read a part of this. Uh, uh, this article, the, the title says, when blood spills on Passover and Easter, it's time to build the temple. Now, uh, the article goes on to say, one would have hoped that yesterday's unique convergence of Passover, Easter, and Ramadan would have led to a wonderful day of peace and brotherhood in the spiritual capital city of Jerusalem. Alas, any dream of religious harmony on a day holy to all three great Abrahamic faiths was shattered by Muslim rioters who turned the Temple Mount into a bloody battlefield, hurling stones at Jewish worshipers and Israeli vehicles. Palestinian terrorists have been fanning the flames of religious violence violence in recent weeks, as Israelis have been preparing for the Passover holiday observed this week. On Thursday evening, April 8th, the Palestinian terrorists attacked Tel Aviv's busy Dizengoff Square, where mainly secular Israeli young people were crowded at bars and cafes, tragically murdering three Jews in their 20s. Shortly after the deadly massacre, Hamas explained their motive and declared, the continuing terrorism of the occupation and its crimes attempts to Judaize Jerusalem and to perform sacrifices in the Alaska Mosque uh, to build its so-called temple during what they call Passover. Against it stand blood and bullets. Through their statement, Hamas exposed their greatest fear that Israel will start to build the temple. I'll continue. For thousands of years, Jews have been praying for a return to the land of Israel. Over the last century, we have miraculously been restored to our homeland from the four corners of the earth, but are still awaiting the proper time to build the temple. Judaism is incomplete without the temple, and Passover is a prime example. Now, you say, what is the situation here? Well, let me give you a little bit of history. The first temple was built by Solomon, all right, uh, King Solomon, which would have been David's son, and that temple was destroyed by the Babylonians in 586 BC. 
Then there was a second temple built, and it is called Zerubbabel's Temple. It was built in the times of Nehemiah and Ezra, and that temple then was uh, refurbished, remodeled by King Herod, and uh, it stood during Jesus' time. And then in AD 70, this is about uh, 30 years after Jesus was uh, resurrected and ascended back into heaven, uh, that temple in AD 70 was destroyed, led by a Roman leader named Titus. All right, so there has been no Jewish temple in Jerusalem since AD 70. Now, bring us into modern times. You have, of course, Israel becoming a nation again and on May the 14th, 1948, basically uh, at the end of World War II. And then Israel began to claim more land in the 1967 war, 1973. And Israel actually has uh, rightful ownership to the Temple Mount. But in order to keep the peace, they have not attempted to build a temple there. They have rather allowed the Muslims to keep that as a place for them to worship And the Jews, uh, they pray at what is called the Western Wall. Some call it the Wailing Wall. And so uh, the question is, is when is this temple going to be built? Now, how do we know it's going to be built? Well, we know that from a New Testament scripture that we find in the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. The Apostle Paul tells us and says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. That falling away is an apostasy, away from the truth, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Now, the man of sin here, spoken of, the son of perdition, we know by really the the title we're most familiar with is the Antichrist. He's referred to as the beast and other titles, but we'll call him Antichrist because we're familiar with that. So this Antichrist will do something, and listen to verse 4, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. Now, if the Antichrist is going to set himself up in the temple of God, it stands to reason there has to be a temple. But there is no temple right now, okay? So uh, there has to be a temple there on the temple mount in order for the Antichrist in the end times to go in there and desire to be worshipped. So here's what that means. This discussion about the third temple is interesting because we live in a time when this uh, could come to pass. All of the implements are ready for that. The uh, Sanhedrin, which is part of the Jewish religious leadership, they are all prepared for it. In fact, DNA tests have been done to make sure they're of the the right tribe of of, uh, Levi. And uh, so everything is set into place. The, The problem is, how does this occur in a peaceful manner? Could it be that temple will be built alongside of uh, the places where the Muslims worship on the Temple Mount? We'll just have to wait and see. We don't know. The Bible does not tell us specifically. But we do know that temple is going to be built. Now, it's exciting, but it's disappointing at the same time. It's exciting in that if we start seeing this temple be built on the Temple Mount, then we know we have to be very close to the rapture of the church because there must be this temple for the Antichrist to go into. And the Antichrist will not come on the scene until all believers are raptured to heaven, all right? And the Bible talks about that in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. In fact, let me read that scripture to you. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. That is the Holy Spirit. The only thing that is restraining the uh, actually sin from running rampant in the world today and preventing the Antichrist from being revealed is the um, 
the influence of believers because believers have the Holy Spirit inside of them. When the rapture takes place, that restraining influence of the Holy Spirit will be gone and the world will be in a time of chaos. And it seems then that that is when the Antichrist will step in and begin to really take leadership and you have the seven-year tribulation period. So the, the exciting thing is that we see the pieces falling into place. How it all will work out, we just have to wait and see. But the disappointing part of that is that there is no need to build a temple. In fact, the Jews building the temple really is a sign of their rejection of their Messiah, Jesus Christ. You see, if they understood that Jesus Christ was the Messiah, they would not need a temple because they would understand that he is the way to heaven. They don't need a temple for sacrifices like they performed in the Old Testament because the Messiah has come. You see, most Orthodox practicing Jews, they're sincere in their religion, but they do not believe that Jesus Christ, Yeshua, is the Messiah, all right? And they're looking for the Messiah to come. We understand through God's word that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. And so it's exciting, but it's disappointing because they don't recognize. And in fact, they will not recognize Jesus as their Messiah until the very end of the tribulation period, when all nations of the world are gathered against Israel. It's called the Battle of Armageddon. And the Bible says that it looks like Jerusalem and Israel is about to be destroyed. Then Jesus Christ returns. That's in Revelation chapter 19. And he will defeat the Antichrist and the armies. And the Bible says in the book of Zechariah that at that time, the Jewish people who are left alive, they will look upon him whom they had pierced and they will weep as, as a child because they'll finally realize that it was Jesus all along who was their promised Messiah. So when you see talks of the temple being uh, built again, pay attention. I've always said this, don't keep your eyes on America or Europe or anywhere else in regards to Bible prophecy to see what's going on. Keep your eye on Israel. Why? Because Israel is God's chosen earthly people. They are the apple of God's eye and they are the center of end time Bible prophecy. If you want to know what's going on, watch Israel. Keep your eye on Israel. So these are two things that I think are rather important. So let's just see how things uh, play out. And uh, the main thing to know is that you're saved because if you're saved, we can watch these things with, with excitement, knowing that the Lord is going to return and take us home. If you're not saved, you need to get that settled. And the way you get saved is to realize that Jesus loves you. He died on the cross and rose again for your sins. You simply need to repent of your sin and accept Jesus Christ as your savior. If you've never done that, I encourage you to get that taken care of. Thank you for listening to our prophecy update today. I look forward to being with you again. Until then, this is Pastor Tim Reynolds saying, may God bless you is my prayer. You've been listening to the Bible Truth Podcast with your host pastors, Tim and Ron Reynolds. They can be contacted on the Mount Vernon Baptist Temple Facebook page, or you may send Pastor Tim an email to T-I-M-R-E-Y-1 at hotmail.com. Or if you prefer, mail correspondence to Bible Truth Podcast, 817 Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois, 62864. Again, that's Bible Truth Podcast, 817 Woodland Drive, Mount Vernon, Illinois, 62864. Thank you for listening.